If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Overcoming poverty, burning off stress, paying attention with ADHD, building a career, beating a painful genetic disorder. After 13 years of helping others do the same, fitness became a foundation for my life's greatest gift and challenge, becoming a father. My name's Alex Van Houten, and I believe that what I eat, how I move, and what habits I live by are the rock upon which I build my physical, psychological, and spiritual well-being. And whatever I do will rub off on my kids and my community. Welcome to Defining Dad Bod, where we work to untangle the messy knots of the health and fitness industry as if your children's lives depended on it. Because they do. This is where we decide to make our bodies stand for something bigger than ourselves. This is where we find practical wisdom to live by, one powerful conversation at a time. May the words spoken here inspire you to keep moving forward no matter where you are. Who knows who you could be if you could become 1% better every single day. We can do the show thanks to the support of listeners just like you. For more information how you can become part of the inner circle, go to findingdadbod.com slash inner circle. That's findingdadbod.com slash inner circle. What's up, guys? This is Alex Van Houten with Defining Dadbot. I hope you're doing super well. Lately, we've been diving into topics that are 10,000-foot views of health and fitness, both from an industry perspective, from the perspective of the individual, psychology, philosophy. We even talked a bit about meditation in the last few weeks. And so today is a nice nuts and bolts episode on advanced workout programming techniques. It feels to me that the talk about your exercise being more than calories out and your food being more than calories in and great conversations with doctors about how we should be teaching our kids nutrition and even problems that have been surfacing in the health and fitness industry lately, all that is important. However, I am, among other things, a trainer. And the one thing trainers love to do on a regular basis is shake up your workout. So today I'm going to be tackling some advanced workout programming techniques that you can start working into your program momentarily if they meet your goals with regard to adaptations. And if you like this topic of conversation, there's definitely more where this came from. Now before I get into the advanced workout programming techniques, I'm going to encourage you to check out the two shows that I did on unlocking your workout's full potential over a year and a half ago. In those shows, I walked through the basics of program design and talked about reps, sets, intensity or resistance, 
time under tension, and rest periods between sets. And in that conversation, I talk about how you manipulate those variables to get the adaptations you want. You want to burn fat better as a fuel source? There's a certain way you should be shaping your workout program to get there. You want to grow some muscle tissue? There's a different way you should be shaping your workout program to get there. You want to build some athleticism, strength, power, those sorts of things. Then there's a different way you should be constructing your workout program to get there as well. And so I don't want you to start trying to practice the concepts of today's show unless you've got the fundamentals of exercise programming designed down. And so you can check out episodes 12 and 21 for unlocking your workout's full potential and diving into the science of exercise adaptations through reps, sets, time under tension, rest, and tempo. So now let's dive in to three advanced workout programming techniques. I hear it pretty often when I'm talking to people on the fitness floor. They'll say something like, I've been working out for a while, and I'm ready to take things to the next level. Well, be careful what you wish for. Each of the techniques that I'm about to outline are worth an entire show, probably, in their own right to highlight the research for results and application methodology. So if you want to get that deep, reach out to me and tell me you want to hear about the research regarding these techniques. But for now, we're going to start with three advanced programming techniques drop sets, pyramids, and sets to failure. And as we get into these, note that there's a difference between making your workout harder just for the sake of it and utilizing these tools of program design in order to accomplish a specific purpose. Each of the techniques we're going to talk about today can bring about a number of positive adaptations. And today I'm going to highlight their important uses, but I encourage you to work out smarter, not necessarily harder and use these techniques to intelligently and purposefully enhance your program. If you make your workout harder with these techniques and do it all the time, it's likely that it will lead to injury, not positive adaptations. The first advanced programming technique we're going to talk about today is pyramids. How do you do a pyramid? Well, when you pyramid, you either increase weight and decrease reps each set, or you decrease weight and increase reps each set. The first type of pyramid is called an ascending pyramid, that is, increasing weight and decreasing reps. And the second type of pyramid is called a descending pyramid, that is, increasing reps and decreasing weight. Ascending pyramids tend to enhance maximum strength output and minimize injury. Think of it like several warm-up sets as you get closer and closer to your strength threshold, Injury goes down, and you tend to lift more weight that way. But descending pyramids put hypertrophy, that is muscle growth, into hyperdrive by maximizing volume and minimizing rest periods. The reason this advanced programming technique is called a pyramid is because you can actually put the ascending pyramid and descending pyramid together, that is, increase in weight and decrease in reps until you hit your maximum weight and then decrease weight and increase reps on the other side of things. When you put the ascending and descending pyramids together, you can get the best of both worlds. That is, enhanced maximum strength, minimized injury, and hyperdrive 
hypertrophy. Personally, I use this technique very often with myself and my clients to spawn muscle growth while maintaining an overall maximum strength and athletic potential. I find that this method of lifting heavier weights is much easier on the joints, while also encouraging the muscle growth that many of my clients wish to achieve. Now, for the sake of understanding, I'm going to talk you through an example. However, if you're a visual learner, you might want to follow the link in the description of the show notes below so that you can actually see the numbers that I'm talking about here. But imagine we wanted to use a pyramid for a deadlift. The ascending side of the pyramid might look like four to six sets of increasing weight and decreasing repetitions. You could do one set of 135 for 15 reps, and then a set of 185 for 10 reps, and then a set of 225 for 8 reps, and then top out your pyramid at 275 for 6 reps. Now at this point, you could make the decision to continue going up in weight and down in reps to achieve maximum strength. Or, if muscle growth is the goal, then you can start on the descending side of the pyramid. Now note it's very important on the ascending side of the pyramid not to hit muscle failure. We'll talk about muscle failure in a bit when we talk about failure sets. But in short, muscle failure tends to tax the neuromuscular system very deeply, so that increasing weight after achieving muscle failure is actually a great way to increase your potential for injury. So in the ascending side of the pyramid, make sure you discontinue your set about two reps before exhaustion. Exhaustion's not the point on the side of the pyramid. Increasing intensity is. Now those same principles hold if you decide to continue pyramiding toward your strength threshold. But if you decide that muscle growth is the goal of this particular session, then it's time to start descending down the other side of the pyramid. So after your set of 275 at 6 reps, you can jump down to 225 for 8 to 10 reps. And then if you have one more set in you, you can jump back down to 185 for 12 to 15 reps. Now on the descending side of the pyramid, hypertrophy is the goal, which means that muscular exhaustion is okay, since the next set is likely not to be heavier, but instead lighter than the previous set. And while exhaustion is not the point of the descending side of the pyramid, you should definitely give it your best effort, since you've already proven that your body can hold up under heavier weights. Please note that pyramids can result in anywhere from three sets to eight sets worth of work in a particular exercise. That is a lot of volume, and that means that it requires a substantial amount of time to recover properly from a pyramid like this. I would caution you against repeating deadlifts in this manner for at least 48 hours, unless there's some reason that you've conditioned yourself to do deadlifts like this continually. I've seen programs like this to help people with their powerlifting technique, particularly squats, that recommend doing squats every day. Personally, I've found that my joints don't hold up very well to that, and it's worth noting that there are certain muscle groups in the body that recover much faster than others. Quadriceps recover much faster than your erector spinae. That is, your legs will respond much better to deadlift pyramids than your lower back will. So it's important that you give yourself enough time to recover, that the muscles that lag behind recover fully, and you don't end up injured in your pursuit of greater strength and better musculature. Pyramids are a powerful part of an advanced program. If you decide to add them into your program, let me know how it goes. It would be awesome to hear about your results. And now on to drop sets. Don't confuse drop sets with the descending side of the pyramid. 
Remember, a descending pyramid is where you drop weight and increase repetitions at the same time. In a drop set, these are typically done at the end of a workout. A drop set's performed by setting a specific number of reps as the target, and then performing the repetitions, dropping the load, and performing it again until the desired number of drops are complete. The key here is no rest. Once the set has begun, you rest as little as possible to complete the entire set. If it helps you to think of it this way, a descending pyramid is a set with rest just like any other set, except you change weight and change reps each set. In a drop set, once you begin to wear out at a certain weight, it's like the set never ends. You just drop weight and keep going. Why would you do a drop set? Sometimes you want to put the finishing touches on a muscle group in a time-efficient manner without doing several more sets or several more exercises. A drop set allows you to get an enormous amount of work done on a muscle group in one set with minimal rest. This technique can significantly enhance hypertrophy, that is muscle growth, and muscular endurance of type 1 muscle fibers. So how do you do it? Let's use alternating dumbbell curls as an example. Now sure, in terms of important exercises to perform in the gym setting, alternating dumbbell curls are not exactly at the top of the list. However, when you use them in a drop set at the end of an upper body day, it's really hard to argue with the pump. So I'll start the set at 40 pounds with 10 repetitions on each side. And once I complete 10 reps, I drop the 40s and I pick up 35s and perform 10 repetitions. Then I go to 30 pounds and perform another 10, then 25 and another 10, and lastly, 20 pounds and another 10. By the time you get to the 20 pound mark and perform your 10 repetitions, those 20 pound weights feel way heavier than those 40s originally felt. But in less than two minutes, you've completed 50 reps of exhausting curls. That's a lot of work done in a short amount of time. And taxing the biceps like this at the very end of a workout is a very time efficient way to spur some muscle growth before you have to hop out of the gym. Shameless admission, this is one of my favorite ways to feel really good about myself when I've got a hot date with my wife or a poolside party to hang out with the community. It's vain, I know, but it only took two minutes, so that's not so bad, right? As a side note, make sure you have some good gym etiquette during peak gym hours. Nobody appreciates the guy who's hogging 10 dumbbells to himself to do his two-minute drop set. On a less vain note, drop sets are really effective for spurring some muscle growth in a muscle you either, one, don't really like to exercise, or two, don't seem to have a lot of time to exercise. I'm looking at you guys who skip hamstrings on leg day. And so next time you find yourself in the gym running out of time thinking, man, I really should work that muscle, but there are other exercises I'd really like to do, consider throwing in a drop set to target that muscle group. And you'll be impressed at what kind of big results you can get in a very small amount of time. But if time's not a problem in the gym and you're ready to push your limits, then that brings us to the third programming technique we're going to talk about today, the failure set. Now, unlike the first two techniques we talked about, a failure set is going to require the help of an experienced gym partner. Us old school people used to call them our spots. And I'm not really sure why we called them that, except that by the time you needed their help, you were probably seeing spots, or at least that's been my experience. Hashtag bad dad joke. So what's a failure set? Well, failure sets are actually quite a bit easier to measure than pyramids or drop sets. You do an exercise at a weight for as many reps as you can until you literally cannot continue any further. And then record the rep count. That is your failure threshold. Next time you do the exercise, you try to hit the same number, and then with the help of your experienced gym partner, you try to beat that number. 
During your failure set, you take it up a notch. You have your workout partner stand by until you hit failure and then spot you through a few forced reps. This will take all the benefits of muscle failure one step further. What are the benefits? Well, training a muscle to total failure is the single most effective way to boost hypertrophy, that's muscle growth, endurance, and lactic acid thresholds. In other words, it boosts peak performance. Additionally, failure sets significantly enhance mental toughness due to the psychologically taxing experience of telling your body to move, finding it doesn't respond, and then attempting to move through that anyway. All of that mental training carries over into those clutch moments that matter most, when you feel like you can't keep going, but you do it anyway. In my personal goal to train for the American Ninja Warrior, my favorite failure sets are pull-ups. I do four sets of pull-ups to failure with a one-minute rest in between. So far, my best four-set performance with the help of a spotter getting two forced reps is set one, 27 reps, set two at 22 reps, set three at 16 reps, and then by set four, I'm toast. I only get 12. Five minutes later, my core, my lats, my biceps, my lower traps, they're all smoked. Not to mention that it does something magical to you when you train to push until the point you can't continue, and then you try anyway. My clients in my personal sessions know this as becoming a, quote, beast mode ninja. But I can't seem to find that terminology in the meta-analyzed research anywhere. So all I can say is, failure sets definitely bring your workout to some kind of higher level. And so there you have it, three advanced programming techniques that you can go use right now in order to work to get better results out of yourself. Use pyramids to meld your strength and muscle growth efforts together. Use drop sets to get the most out of your time to target a specific muscle group, maybe at the end of your workout, or to work on a muscle that you don't really like to work on. And use failure sets to test the limits of your body and to go beyond them. And if this episode has been helpful to you, let me know, and I'll take the time to go through a few other advanced programming techniques that I use for myself and my clients to take our workouts to the next level. This has been Alex Van Houten with Defining Dad Bod. Thanks so much for joining me, guys. Until next time, kick butt, take names. The free practical advice and conversations here remain unbought and unbiased thanks to the support of listeners just like you. For more information on how you can become a part of the inner circle of Defining DadBot, go to definingdadbot.com slash inner circle. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.